0: I would actually say that a lot of our, you know, alliance managers almost treat their partner like like a business partner, like I'm helping them build their business because it's really about, you know, enabling them so they have the skills to be useful to the customers.
1: Ecosystem Aces is a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders unleash the full potential of the ecosystem economy. Whether you're just getting started with ecosystem partners or you're looking for advanced strategies and tactics, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show. Welcome back everyone to Alliance Aces. I'm Chip Rogers, VP of Marketing at Workspan and uh, excited to be joined today by Andrew McKenzie. Andrew is Global SI and Channel Program Leader at Pivotal. Andrew, welcome.
0: Thanks. I'm really happy to be here, Chip.
1: Great. So, Andrew, why don't we start, if we could, maybe you could just talk a little bit about what you and your, we've had just had a great conversation already this morning or this afternoon, but love to hear just if you could talk a little bit about what you and your team are up to at Pivotal.
0: That's great. Well, Pivotal, if people aren't aware of it, is kind of one of the original kind of platform plays and uh, around cloud native. And we really have three parts to our company. There's a labs part where we teach people how to develop software there is a platform called Pivotal Cloud Foundry, which is open core software. So it's based on the open source uh, Cloud Foundry product. Uh, and then we also have a suite of data tools. And the interesting thing is that we were formed as a spin-off from VMware and EMC. And at the time, we weren't as worried about having a resale program or kind of a route to market, because we could sell through EMC or VMware. And so we created this program for SIs and, and the goal was to drive consumption rather than to drive sales because to sell a platform, it, it's a little bit of a missionary sale in that you're, you're trying to get people, you know, it's not like a database where, hey, this database is 10 times faster than the database you have. It's why don't you change the tools you use to develop software? But as you change the tools, you're going to have to change maybe like 75% of how you've been developing software. And by doing that, you'll see amazing results. And and so really the intent of our program was to enable marketing and to drive enablement for our partners so they could go with our customers and drive more consumption of our product. Because uh, our product, our platform is sold on a subscription basis. So if the partner adopts at a faster rate than we expected, uh, you have an opportunity to talk about selling more software earlier in the cycle than you would later than you would normally.
1: That's interesting. So it's, uh, it's as much sort of, uh, you know, evangelism and enablement training, getting people up to speed and getting them, you know, uh, into the program as, uh, as, as selling, right. It sounds like. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is. Well, I think the selling part is talking to the systems integrators and why do you as Mr. Systems integrator want to create a practice to come and help us drive consumption? Why Why is that in your best interest?
1: Mm. And why is it?
0: Uh, well, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. There there was a, a partner that I managed and they came to us probably about two and a half, three years ago. And the reason they came to us is because systems integrators always have the, kind of their ear to the ground at the customer and they're listening and they're trying to figure out what's the next thing and how am I going to be a part of that? And at like three of their five biggest customers, uh, our product had just been named the go forward global platform. And they were like, you know, Hey, w- we don't know about this. Why don't we know about this? We need to find out about this. We need to like move forward. And, and I really think they're a remarkable partner because in application development, there's this whole like application maintenance and there are certain integrators that just have armies of people to do application maintenance, which means keeping your legacy applications running basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the CEO of their company basically said to them, like, look, this model's kind of going away, and either somebody else is going to disintermediate us, or if we disintermediate ourselves, we're going to be at the heart of whatever else is next or new and so they they really embraced that kind of disruption and and did really well with that and and, and I think you know right now, if you look at I think it was uh, Jeffrey Immelt who said you're going go to go to bed a brick and mortar company and wake up a uh, software and analytics company yeah. Um, and and although GE didn't do so well under him, uh, I think that's a very true statement. And and I think anything that helps you speed up the spin wheel of software development and how quickly you can move from, you know, having an idea to being able to sell it on your website uh, is going to really help you in business.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of a long winded so, answer there. Sorry. Chuck. No, 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 so, no, this is great though. It's it's uh, yeah. So, t- so, so, Tell me a little bit, Andrew, about, about about your ecosystem, the kind of partners that you're working with. Obviously, you know, sort of right in your title are SI SI partners and channel partners. Um, but can, kind of talk about the whole breadth of, of partners for Pivotal.
0: Well, Pivotal has uh, a number of different kind of categories of partners. We the one that I'm not really going to talk about as much is kind of we use some partners to to perform subcontracting for us, which enables us to keep our you know, consulting staff, fairly small. But in in terms of partners that would like partner with SIs, we have the SI focused group, which is what I'm focused on. Mm -hmm. There's an ISV focused group. And what they do is build something called tiles, which is like a prebuilt integration into the Pivotal Cloud Foundry platform. So for instance, if I had code that had MongoDB in it, and I wanted to use that, if I installed the MongoDB tile into my Pivotal Cloud Foundry foundation, uh, I, I would immediately just be able to use that code. It would just work. So we have a large, you know, across all sorts of different technologies that basically customers are looking for, you know, from analytics, from security, you know, all sorts of stuff. And and so they they build integrations and they can easily use that. Uh, we also have some partners that we kind of deem strategic and they tend to either be uh, cloud providers or uh, other companies in the Dell Federation, since, since we're in the Dell Federation. Keep yeah. it in the family, you know? Yeah. And And the cool thing is that you and I were talking about this before, but but um, I think sometimes in traditional resale type models, when you try to get two partners to work together, there's a lot of jockeying for, well, how come I don't get to sell that, and how come they get to sell that?" and it, it kind of creates distrust and makes it hard for partners to work together but mm-hmm. in in our program, we very often see systems integration and ISV partners working very closely together. Mm-hmm. And, and for a while, there was really such a lack of, so so what we, we do is called cloud native, which is kind of a a cloud native application development. And it's a process of breaking monolithic applications down into microservices. And, and, you know, if you look up 12 factor app, I think it's 12factorapp.net, it it lists the 12 factors for cloud native application. But, Mm. but you're, you're, you're doing that. And so for a while, there was a lack of, consultants that had this skill. So we were actually seeing some of the larger integrators working with more kind of boutique type integrators, uh, actually subcontracting them into some of their projects.
1: Because so they had the skills to be able to, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and I, I just think if if you look at anytime you're building a practice, I think it's, it's almost, if you look at it from a, a product perspective, that there's kind of, you know, they're the pioneers, they're the early adopters, there's the chasm. Wow. And then you kind of go mainstream with it. And and I think that metaphor applies well to building a practice too. And and that if sometimes the boutiques move a lot faster, one of the lessons we really learned in building our program was that a lot of times early days in it, we, we got a lot more bang from boutique partners because they're small enough that, you know, if you do one or two deals with them where they get substantial application development work. Their VP of Sales is like, "Whoa, what is this cool thing that's happening? And how do we how do we do more of this?" Right. You know? Where, whereas, if if you're dealing with a very large uh, integrator, you know they have their own plays that they're running, and and I kind of like to uh, liken it to, uh, you know, like an archer with with the sales guy has like a quiver on his back and he's got twenty arrows, and and you're running up to him like, "Look, here's my pivotal arrow. It's a golden arrow. It's really good." And the sales guy's like, "You know." Out of these twenty, I already know the five that I need to make my quota. Do I really want to invest the time to learn this thing? And is it really as good as they say it is? And it's it's just it's a lot. There's a lot more selling you have to do with the big integrators to really get the mm-hmm. ship to start to turn right uh, and get the th- get things cracking.
1: Yeah, you sort of have to get the uh, the innovators and the the, the people that have you have captured their imagination with. Oh my God, this is amazing! This is really cool. I to invest. Yeah, with you, right? Totally, yeah. So you r- truly are. I mean, your, your business really is. You, you, you know, you 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 have an ecosystem, right? It's a it's a it's. So you got SIs, at channel partners, and all, all these ISVs who are plugging into into the pivotal architecture to be able to deliver for yeah. customers. Yeah,
0: yeah. We really do. I mean, because what happens is is I I think. As customers go through this application development journey to my I mean, really what what we're fundamentally enabling is digital transformation. Mm-hmm. And the challenge is that when customers move, they usually pick their most important pieces of their application development, you know, infrastructure would well, not really infrastructure, but, but the application development, mm-hmm. what are the key applications? And once they modernize that and that part is really cracking, they start to look at like what are the other pieces. And what are the other things I could add? So then they start looking at ISVs, then they start looking, you know, at, at, at other pieces. And and very often, you know, we we had a conference earlier in October, uh, Spring One uh, in Austin, which is like a spring development conference. And and one of the keynote speakers, uh, James Waters, who's one of our SVPs, was talking about how things like enterprise service buses are kind of falling out of favor because. It, it, it's not. You can't break it down into pieces, and you can't start to move fast with it. It's kind of monolithic, and if you need mm-hmm. something to change, you're going to have to kind of work around it, as opposed to being able to change it.
1: Well, great. I mean, so Andrew, let's talk a little bit about you know, sort of you know, programs and and how do you engage your partners? You know, how does pivotal? How do you and pivotal think about putting the right programs in place for for partners?
0: Well, so initially we we went with a fairly simple program structure where you know, it's, it's up on our website. You can see it now, and and we were actually we were we we're just about to release uh, a 2.0 version of it, and then I you know Pivotal has actually I, I can't really talk about this, but I can say if you look online, you will see that VMware has made an offer to acquire Pivotal, and we've accepted, but the transaction hasn't completed yet, and yep. that's really all I can say about that, and that's. All that's publicly available. I'm not sharing anything secret or or new. Yeah, but it was kind of disappointing because we just put in all this work and had these really cool things to do for the version 2.0 of our program, and then we were like, you know, we we just can't tell partners, oh, now you have to do all these things without knowing clearly that those things could change when that acquisition goes through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we held off on that, and and our initial incarnation was just basically to have two tracks to have kind of a registered and an advanced level. And the key piece around the advanced level was having people that can be like architects, cloud-native architects that can drive, Mm -hmm. they could be an anchor architect at a customer project. Because really the the model we have is, uh, Mm -hmm. if you go into the Pivotal Labs, like in our offices, people do paired programming. So they actually sit next to each other uh, and there's one keyboard Mm -hmm. and one mouse, but two monitors and so what a lot of our partners do is they go in to customers and they do that as well and so it's challenging sometimes because the kind of consulting or systems integration model is a lot of times they get a call from somebody and they say we need some people and i just throw people to the customer and you know the first day like if i'm the consultant like the first day like i don't really know what i'm doing but i'm kind of good at faking it And so I kind of fake it. And then I I get home from the first day and I, you know, like I call you Chip, like Chip, oh my God, we're doing, you know, whatever technology. And you'd be like, oh, Andrew, it's okay. It's okay. Go read these blog posts. It's just like this. And these are the things you have to worry about. And then I kind of calm down. And then by the end of the first week, maybe I'm starting to add value. because you know, I'm a consultant, that I'm flexible, blah, blah, blah. But if you do paired programming and I'm sitting down next to you and we're both looking at the same code and there's one keyboard and one mouse, you know, how how long do you think it takes you to figure out that I don't know what I'm doing? (laughs) You know, like maybe two minutes if I'm good at tap dancing. But but so it's a different model for a lot of the systems integration partners. And getting back to the original question you asked about the program. So the program was not about resale. It's about getting them access to NFR software. We built a partner portal where uh, they can kind of self-enable to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. And then we, we saw that that wasn't enough, so we, we created something called the Platform Acceleration Lab, which initially was just in Boulder, but it, it was uh, basically uh, enablement on how to become an architect you know, around our platform and our technology. Mm. And, and uh, I was sharing with you before, you know, it actually was a three-week training program. And when we first rolled it out, I was kind of worried, like, you know, are to going to do this? Because it's a big investment but the the partners that that have taken the leap you know our, our advice is only take the leap when you have customers that are that are asking for it or you see the business value in that and when they do and they have uh we just get really positive feedback from the customers
1: that it's really interesting that you've matched the pro the you know your partner program to the business that you're in right and and yeah. these are this is these are I'm I'm sure probably through some pain uh, along the way, <laughs> yeah. you know, learn that oh, this is what we need to do uh, to really make our make these partners successful.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we had a blog post, uh, a couple of them actually about that we partner differently. And I, I would actually say that a lot of our, you know, alliance managers almost treat their partner like like a business partner, like I'm helping them build their business because it's really about, you know, enabling them so they have the skills to be useful to the customers, and then looking at how do they how do you help them market that and how do you help them expand uh, really what's possible?
1: Yeah, yeah, so it really I, we like we were talking earlier, it's really it really isn't uh, sort of selling, right? It's
0: yeah, I, I mean one one of I think the biggest challenges we have is is that you know we we sell our product by application instances, which is roughly analogous to a process. And so, you know, if you have 50 staff from the customer, 50 staff from partner one, 20 staff from partner two, like, and then, you know, you have an alliance manager who runs partner one, alliance manager who runs partner two, like, how do you say how much consumption alliance manager one drove or alliance mm-hmm. manager two drove? Like, it, it's kind of an, an estimate of an estimate. Mm. And it's it's very hard. And and we have been doing some kind of analytics and and we see you know, a significant increase in consumption at accounts where partners are engaged. Mm. So it, it 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 was kind of hard because we kept telling people like, yeah, it's really good to get partners engaged, but until we had some hard data, I mean like anything with partners, people that aren't like partner focused or have it in their DNA like like you and I do, they're a little bit like, Really? Are we really doing the right thing? And then when they saw the data we had, they're like, Oh, this is great. Let's do more of this. Let's do more.
1: <laughs> yeah so how how do you measure i mean I, I I can see where if you have one partner but if you have multiple partners working together in in a customer environment like that how 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 do you measure and track and reward That's, that's and pretty
0: of, hard but but yeah. what what we've tried to do is is we've tried to kind of create some rough ideas for how much consumption it would drive to have a consultant working for like one consultant for one week and then if you look at how many consultants the partner had for how long and and mm-hmm. what they were doing it it enables you to kind of get to a back of the napkin estimate mm-hmm. on uh on about how much consumption they've driven
1: yeah so you know with their this previous uh conversation as context how do you do you know work with with partners to do sort of joint selling how does that process work
0: uh I think it it's different depending on the partner because when you are dealing with very large partners they very much want to kind of run it on their own. When you're dealing with more boutique partners, there's much more of and when I say boutique I'm probably talking, you know, an under 2000 total consultants. But when when they're smaller, they're much more willing to work with you and kind of understand that you know, Pivotal has been here before and they they know these things and and look at who do you know who do we know and then how can we craft kind of a joint sales motion i, I think the the biggest challenge we have is you know I, I said before we're we're a little bit of a missionary sale and that it's not necessarily a known quantity it's it's a challenge because you know why would you use pivotal versus say just like native aws tools you know and and there are a lot of good reasons you would mm-hmm. but if i'm the it executive at the customer it's a hard decision for me to make and right now there there's so much noise you know you, you have you have microsoft you have google you have amazon you to degree you have oracle uh but everybody's running around saying use my stuff use my stuff you know you, you, right. your applications will be so much better and blah 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 and it's an interesting time to be in the application development space
1: <laughs> <laughs> well that's true especially multi-cloud right multi-cloud yeah. is a whole challenge
0: yeah well the the interesting thing about our platform is that we, we have this thing called CPI, which is Cloud Provider Interface. Mm. So if you actually have your code in our platform, uh, it's very easy to switch from mm-hmm. whatever cloud provider you're on to another one. At our, uh, I'm gonna mess this up, but uh, at our Spring One conference, Dick's Sporting Goods got on stage and said, hey, we're gonna kill one of our production instances watch and so they actually got on stage live and and they failed over from one cloud provider to another wow like on stage and the guy was like okay everybody pull up Dick's sporting goods on your phone and start searching for things
1: because
0: <laughs> so everybody's doing it and and i think that the guy's quote was uh we're we're either going to learn something or we're going to look like heroes <laughs> <laughs> and it, it actually failed over flawlessly but um it you know it's it kind of changes the conversation a little bit if you're able to switch between cloud providers
1: very easily. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. What does that mean for your SI partners and and uh, I, I probably for the ISVs it's it's terrific, right? It gives them greater exposure and yeah, it, flexibility. It, it,
0: I think in general, partners like it, but it's more you know there's not as much fear now because uh, Azure has come on so strongly and Google's trying so hard right now. But, you know, two or three years ago, I think there was a feeling around Amazon a little bit like there was Microsoft in kind of the late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. where people liked them. They did they did good things for them, but they were a little bit worried about getting locked in. Right. And so I, I think the thing about having your applications in Pivotal Cloud Foundry is that it enables customers to not worry about getting locked in. Mm-hmm. And, and it also enables them to have kind of a standard that they can use. Because, you know, if I have 20 development groups and I turn them loose on one of these cloud providers tools, you know, uh, some of them have several hundred tools each. And so if I turn the 20 development groups loose, you're going to get everybody's five to 10 favorite tools that they use in this group. And and so then now as a customer, I suddenly have an HR problem because I can't move people from this group to that group mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they don't know the same tools.
1: They use different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so, so, so you're kind of trying to avoid snowflakes, but you wind up creating snowflakes, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so we talked about you know SI partners and you know the sort of starting out with with boutique providers. How has that? How have you found the ability to to really scale with partners and go into some of the larger SIs?
0: I, I think it's it's the looking at the practice as a product and kind of understanding where they are in their maturity. And, you know, we, we really see that that partners that do embrace the enablement and start talking to customers about, this is how we can really help you, you know, do really well. This, the, the partner that I talked about uh, with you before where uh, I said that, you know, they're, they're looking to be the ones to disintermediate themselves from the older technology towards the new technology. Mm -hmm. They were helping us with a, a large logistics company and, the, the company had signed a three-year subscription and, and, you know, in subscription software, there are targets for consumption every year. And it was getting close to the end of the first year and they were about a third of the way through their consumption target. And then this company came in and was able to talk to them about like, look, are you guys really serious about digital transformation? Like, let's, let's get serious about this. And, and the customer responded to them and we'd blown through our three-year number by the end of year two. Because they yeah. they suddenly were able they put so many more people on the project and it it uh, you know that's that's the kind of thing we're looking for and that that's what we start to see from the larger uh, systems integrators that just have more scale and and I think like anything like with the smaller integrators you don't need as many people to get on a project as you do with the bigger integrators but but when they do all get on a on a project at a bigger integrator it's enough for them to start to take notice then then things start to happen and they start mm-hmm. to get more people trained enabled and and you get on that kind of flywheel and things start moving
1: mm-hmm. yeah they start talking internally and hey check yeah. this out this worked really well and
0: yeah they start competing
1: right <laughs>
0: you know i i did an x million dollar project you know what have you done
1: Right. right.
0: And and then they're like, well, how the hell did you do that? You know, I'm yeah. smarter than that guy. I should be able to do a bigger project than him. And then, then it's, it's happy, happy for you.
1: That's fabulous. <laughs> yeah. So, you uh, know, this has been awesome. Um, where do you, maybe it's sort of a forward looking, you know, future looking uh, question. Where, where do you see this whole sort of, we've been talking about this a little bit, you know, ecosystem model um, with partners and, you know, of, of various types working together to create solutions together, bring them to market. Where do do you see that going? Well,
0: I'm actually kind of excited that we're getting uh, acquired by VMware because I look at what VMware is doing. I don't know if you're really in the application development space, but they have this concept called Tanzu, which is kind of a a build, manage, uh, and run piece of it. And and they acquired Pivotal to fit in the build piece of that. And the manage and run fits more kind of evenly in, in their current partner base. But I think there's really an opportunity there for a lot more to kind of just to build a lot bigger ecosystem. I mean, VMware has so many partners. And, you know, we obviously I know nothing about what actually is going to happen yet. Because as I told you, the the transaction has not closed. Uh, So we haven't actually started doing any planning like that. But uh, I look at their partner base and I and what they do. And I look at what we do. And I'm just kind of excited for the future of, you know, what we can create together.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, so that's exactly right. I think, you know, as it sounds like as Pivotal, you know, with Pivotal as a sort of foundation and multi-cloud and VMware has had announcements with AWS and right. And, you know, they're, they're kind of in, into the cloud game and, and Pivotal is a, is a really nice piece to build solutions together and, and go bring them to market.
0: Yeah, no, I'm. I, yeah. I think it, it should be uh, exciting, and uh, you know, I've always admired VMware as a company, so I'm excited to be part of them
1: too. Yeah. Well, Andrew, any uh, final thoughts as we wrap up here? And
0: I I think it's just really interesting, like thinking like because I've been starting to think about this, like the difference between VMware's program, which is totally focused on resale, and, and our program, and kind of how like how 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 are they going to work together? So that's that's what yeah. I've been thinking about, and I think that's that's kind of what excites me is the challenges of uh, you know how how do you get these two disparate things to work together so that that everything works together and, and most importantly the customers are happy. Customers well, and partners, you got to have everybody be happy.
1: Customers and partners. That's <laughs> right. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic, Andrew. Thank you so much for uh, for your time. Really appreciate you uh, joining us and sharing your thoughts and and experience with with Pivotal and 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 beyond. You know, I know you were you were with uh, Cisco and Cisco. As well. Yeah. The Fujitsu for Right, Previously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for uh, for for sharing your thoughts. And I will say thanks, everyone, for 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 joining. Uh, you know, for uh, Andrew McKenzie. Uh, I'm Chip Rogers. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll we'll uh, see you see you next time. WorkSpan is the category leader for ecosystem cloud, where alliance, channel, and ecosystem leaders connect, co-create, co-market, co-sell, measure, and scale with their ecosystem partners in a single secure network to grow business together. To learn more, visit WorkSpan.com. You've been listening to Ecosystem Aces. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.